The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Welcome to the show. We are glad you are here on Sunday, December 22nd. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. A little bit later, a discussion about some aspects of the SECURE Act, which will impact estate planning. Stick around for that. Also, another edition of Ask Annex. My name is Danny Clayton. I'm your host, but more importantly, Mark Oswald, our chief compliance officer is here. Good morning. Good morning, guys. And uh, Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Good to have you here. Good morning, Danny. Um, yeah, yesterday was, what What do they call that? Super Saturday, which was the, the, they say could be bigger than Black Friday because right. last minute guys like us. Right. Uh, I don't know what today is going to be on Sunday, but here we are, the, you know, the week before Christmas. There's a lot going on. We always start the show. We kind of look back a little bit, and toward the end of the show, we'll look forward. But this past week, again, more intraday highs. That was a big deal. That's a the confidence maker, right? It really is. And, you know, we are up nearly 30% year to date on the S&P 500. And, you know, I think about where we were exactly one year ago. And, you know, we're heading into the Christmas week and, and the Dow and the S&P 500 were just falling apart. I know we got down to more than 19% just in the fourth quarter uh, of last year, which was was really was a shocker because seasonality usually means that the, the fourth quarter and the first quarter are generally better returns for the markets. And that is exactly not what we saw last year. And we were sitting around just scratching our heads. And I kind of laid out really you know where we were a year ago and what has changed and what really led to this rally, and the most important, uh, Mark, has been the Federal Reserve. And, and a year ago, the Federal Reserve was raising interest rates and had told us that they were going to raise interest rates three more times in 2019. Obviously, there was a massive pivot after they reacted to what was happening with the stock market, which is not one of their mandates, but they certainly did, and they pivoted. And then they lowered interest rates three times in 2019. To me, that was the biggest pivot of the year. I think you're absolutely right. I think that when you start thinking about don't fight the Fed and policy mistakes, you know, sometimes they say, what kills a bear market, and oftentimes it is the Fed making a policy mistake. So you can try to increase rates as the Fed tries to normalize rates, and I think normalized has become kind of a, a new word because what used to be normal at the beginning of our career right. isn't really normal anymore in terms of rates. But it certainly had a great impact on the markets in 2019. And now, you know, you, I think the bigger part too, Dave, that we've talked about is what the expectation is for the Fed going into 2020. Yeah, and, and I think we're going to look forward to towards the end of the show, Mark. But you know, I want to go back and kind of just say, you know, check everything off the list. And, and really, we had what was called an inverted yield curve mm, as well. Yeah. And that has gone away. It is not inverted anymore. And it's usually when you see that it's often a harbinger for a bear market and a recession. That has gone away. Of course, uh, we were talking about a trade war and we were deep in a trade war. We now have phase one signed, or at least the framework uh, for, to be signed. And, and Steven Mnuchin has said that he'll, they were going to do that early January. We have Brexit. Obviously, uh, there was a vote on Friday. Uh, they looks like the, the, he has full support for Brexit. 
all of these worries have certainly abated and made the market rally. And, and so as we look forward, Mark, and I think that's a really good point, I wanted to just to, you know, click everything off of how the facts and circumstances have changed in the last 12 months. The Federal Reserve recession fears have been abated. Inverted yield curve has gone away. China looks like it's in a rearview mirror, at least uh, for phase one. Brexit and, of course, volatility. And volatility, as you started, Danny, is, is often a cause for concern because it makes people uncomfortable. Oftentimes, investors conflate volatility with risk. And so it, that's not always true. And so when we look at all of this stuff, Mark, as we look forward into 2020, all of this backdrop has changed. I think that's a great summary of the year because, you know, you think about the markets and how the markets react and how investors react because when you have uncertainty, and there was no lack of uncertainty this year, in the markets from the Fed to the trade policy to you know Canada-Mexico trade uh, agreement, everything that's kind of gone into this year. And there might be more clarity right now into what's going on as we move into 2020 than we certainly had at the beginning of the year on a lot of these major, major topics that impact the stock market. And of course, the biggest concern as we go into 2020 is, is we, we're having an election. I know you have to live under a rock somewhere in Mars not to know what's happening in politics these days. But for sure, what this is looks like it's going to be an awfully ugly season, and that is going to um, perhaps allow some uncertainty to creep back in. A new wall of worry will be built yeah, because sure. this market has has climbed a wall of worry since it started in 2009. But it's really important, Mark, to understand what's in your portfolio. That's for sure. And I think when you think about a market that's up 30% and most investors are not 100% stock investors, so you participated in some of that stock market in 2019, now would be a great time to check yourself, to go back and look at your risk tolerance, look at your portfolio, know what you own, know what place it has in your financial plan, what is its purpose, What is? It, how is it getting you closer to your financial plan. Now would be a great time to have that portfolio review at the end of the year and get yourself set for 2020. Our tagline is Know the Difference. It is Team Tech Trust. The purpose of this show is to introduce you to members of our team, uh, kind of see the way that they think. The tech, we lean on that heavily. It's fantastic, and it works for our clients. And the trust really is something we earn. A Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, and a fee-only fiduciary partner. Back in a bit, this is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management with a simple question. Are you confident when it comes to your investment and retirement plan? If you're like many, you're not sure. 2020 is almost here and the next year is far from certain. It's time to get on the right path and join the team committed to working as a fee-only fiduciary, a team built to help families get the most out of retirement. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management will help put your financial plan in place and on track. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com and start the journey to investment and retirement peace of mind. Our financial planning team checks your investments from top to bottom and presents no-nonsense, impartial recommendations. We're confident that when it comes to investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning, you'll see working with Annex as a trusted, fee-only fiduciary partner is a smart move. 2020 is right around the corner. There is still time. Visit AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management, and I hope to see you soon. Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. 92.5 Fox News. 
I'll tell you this, Mark Oswald, one of the great things about having a team here is that we've got so many people that specialize in things. We just finished up talking about the SECURE Act and Jill Martin, our estate planning attorney. Jill, you're definitely going to be involved, but there's definitely some things that we need to find out. Well, there are no doubt. I mean, we, we the devil's going to be in the details. And once this thing becomes law, if it becomes law, then we'll know a little bit more of the lay of the land. But uh, you brought some really interesting thoughts to it, you know, Jill, when you start thinking about from an estate planning standpoint, our clients certainly are going to be having conversations with you and the rest of our planning team about what this means to them. Absolutely, because there's there's a couple of really big points here, right? The first one is, is just from a retirement standpoint, 70 and a half now switches to age 72. So those required minimum distributions can get delayed a little bit longer, right? So that's number one. But the big one is from an estate planning standpoint is really losing that life expectancy or that stretch IRA capability with a few little exceptions, whereas that's been a really big planning opportunity for people for a long time. Explain that real quick, the stretch, how's that work? Yes, so when you are a spousal beneficiary, so let's say that something happens to me and I have an IRA and my wife, she has options. So the option is to stretch that IRA over her life expectancy. So a non-spousal beneficiary has the ability to do that today or take the distributions under what's called the five-year rule, but that goes away under this proposed SECURE Act. Yeah, the life expectancy for a non-spouse really goes away. What they're doing is, is instead of having it be five years, they're going to give a, give you 10 now all right. of a sudden. But that means we're capped at 10 years. So if you're a young beneficiary and say you inherit something at 50, you're going to have to drain that inherited IRA within a 10-year period rather than stretching it over your life expectancy. And that's a big deal. So that you take a million-dollar IRA and you know, you're taking out, let's just use simple math, you're taking out a $100,000 per year to drain that account over that 10-year period. All kinds of things can happen. Maybe you move into a different tax bracket. Absolutely. And what it does is it really puts a damper on wanting to leave traditional IRA money to individuals anymore. Well, and that's an, another good point because some people, and our, our clients included, have left the beneficiary of their IRA be a revocable trust or an irrevocable trust. There's a problem with that now, too. Yeah, there is, because the, depending on how that revocable trust or that subsequent irrevocable trust for that beneficiary is drafted, it's going to cause even more tax problems because maybe an individual beneficiary went from a 24 to a 35% bracket, but that trust is automatically going to be at that 37% bracket. And it's just bad income tax planning for that trust. And of course, a trust doesn't have a life expectancy. So you've got, you know, automatically you're taking that over the 10-year rule. Right. And, and it just gets to be really, really difficult because a lot of the reasons we do those irrevocable trusts is to have that be for the benefit of someone's lifetime. Right. And now that IRA is still going to have to get kicked out to that beneficiary in 10 years. One other thing that I, that struck me right away is kind of that gap people, right? I mean, people who are right now looking at their 70th birthday under the current rules, they have until April of the year following the year they turn 70 and a half to start those RMDs. And now with the 72 rule, let's call it the 72 rule, what happens to somebody who's right on 70 and started taking their RMDs? Do they get a, do they get a reprieve for a year? Yeah, it's a great question. And I don't know that we have a, a firm answer to that yet. You know, there, the thought is, is that likely there is going to be a little bit of a reprieve. So maybe if you turned on those required minimum distributions, you're going to be able to turn them off for a year until you turn 72 again. 
we know one thing for sure. You better take your RMD if you're subject to the rule. Absolutely. You don't want that 50% penalty to hit you if all of a sudden you didn't take that required minimum distribution. So, Mark, I saw Jill walking out with a bunch of paper. Was, was that the bill? So you're going to do some light reading? It was. It was the SECURE Act, all 126 pages of it. Well, that'll put you to sleep. Good luck, <laughs> Good luck with that. Jill Martin, our estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. You're on it. The team is on it. Annex Wealth Management is on it. And definitely we'll be reaching out to our clients. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. All right. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management, where we ask you to know the difference. The Wall Street Journal has published a list of questions to ask your financial advisor. The very first one is, are you a fiduciary and are you willing to put that in writing? We've been asking people listening to our show to do that for years. That's just one of the ways to know the difference between financial advisors. People come to us every day with what I call a mishmash. Statements here and there, overlapping investments, no consolidation. Annex Wealth Management can clean that up and put it in order. Our team of investment, tax, and estate planners will work to make sure your plan is clear and coordinated. If this makes sense to you, or if you want a second opinion on your investments and retirement planning, go to AnnexWealth.com. You can learn more there or simply hit the Get Started button and start the process. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. I hope we see you soon. Team Tech Trust and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Time for Ask Annex, and if you have a question for us, uh, you can submit it at our website at AnnexWealth.com. Just look for the Ask button while you're there. Sign up for the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. Don't have to be a client for that. You can also click that Get Started button and begin the process to uh, start to work with Annex Wealth Management as a fee-only fiduciary. You guys ready to roll? Yeah, you know, we love these questions, so if you have one, make sure that you uh, send, send them in. Yep. Our first one is from Eldon. Uh, what do you advise clients to do with RMDs? A required minimum distribution, as most people know, is something that you have to take out on an annual basis once you reach age 70 and a half. And that is calculated basically on a mortality chart. The first year is about 3.5% or so, Mark. But I think the question is, you know, what can you do with it? Uh, you know, one of the ideas, of course, because you have to take it out. Right. Uh, one of the ideas is if you don't need it and you have some charitable blood in you, there's something that you can do with it that mitigates the taxes. Yeah, there sure is. And for a lot of people, this is the way to go because you can take that RMD and transfer it directly to a qualified charity. And that's the important part is it has to be a qualified charity. There is a list of qualified charities on the IRS website. Most charities that you're going to think of, whether it's a church or a hospital or a school or university, are going to be qualified charities. Send the money directly from the custodian of the IRA to the charity. And by doing that, you avoid that coming to you as ordinary income. And instead, instead of taking it out of your checking account, which you've probably paid taxes on already, right from the IRA to the charity avoids the taxes. Great question, Eldon. There you go. Uh, second one is from Michelle. What else should my husband and I, both age 38, invest in besides a 401k, HSAs, 
529s, and our Roths, which we fully fund each year. And first off, we got to say, good job yeah, so no far. No kidding. Yeah, right. Yeah, Michelle, that is excellent at age 38 to be able to save all of that. The one thing that jumps out at me when I hear that question is all of that money really is in kind of locked up, Mark. Uh, and, you know, when, when you're starting, when you're 38 years old and you're trying to save, to me, the easy answer is in a non-qualified account. Please explain what that well, means. Well, I think that's a great point because when you get money into an IRA at 38, you could be looking at 20, 25 years until you're able to get that money back out. Make sure you've established a rainy day fund. And, and even if you've done that, some sort of a cash fund, maybe three to six months worth of expenses, then you start talking about non-qualified, which are things that are like trust account, TOD account, individual account, joint accounts, things that are not tax deferred or tax exempt. So just an account in Michelle in her husband's name. That's correct. Joint tenancy and then go and buy some stocks. Right. And you can put funds. a couple thousand dollars a month away or something like that into that account. And there's no limit on what you can put into that. And then, of course, that continues to grow. And when it becomes distribution time, Dave, that's important because then you're able to really take advantage of the tax law, take advantage of the fact that Roths are treated different than IRAs are that are treated different than non-qualified accounts. And if you have this money in a non-qualified account and you want to buy a cabin up north, there's a place to get it without taking out it out of an IRA yep. and paying the taxes on that. And of course, the other thing is speaking of real estate, that is obviously another uh, opportunity for them. It doesn't have to be, you know, everything doesn't have to be liquid. They can invest in, in real estate. If they're so inspired to do that, duplexes, other pieces of real estate, uh, that's another place to invest Absolutely. as well. The detective in me sees the 529s, which means that they have kids. So load right. up on that HSA. Exactly right. Because <laughs> right, yep. you will be using that. Our third one on Ask Annex. And by the way, if you got a question for us, we are always, always looking for at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. We get back to everybody. Some of them make it on the radio. This one's from Phil. Is there a certain time of the year that's best to leave investments unchanged? Is it best to make changes at the beginning or the end of the year? And here we are into December. Yeah, and Derek, you know, there's probably a couple of questions there. One of them is tax-related of how to handle that, but the other one is probably seasonality. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, the fourth quarter tends to be a very strong year for, for equities, and, and this year, is the whole year has been very strong. So I think what you'll probably see into year-end is investors very reluctant to take gains in areas like technology and consumer discretionary and utilities, which have done very well this year, and probably more willing to take losses and things like energy. So that can sometimes create the opposite opportunity going to the following year. Look through that energy sector for the, some of the refuse there, good companies that have been knocked down just because the sector has been weak most of the year. And the flip side is, at the beginning of next year, take a look at that allocation that you're holding in tech stocks and perhaps rebalance. And just, you know, from 30,000 feet, not just this year, but there are better times, and, you know, the old sell and may and go away, and the inverse of that is if you head into the fourth quarter and into the first, co- into the first quarter, that historically has been a better time to invest. Uh, Mark, of course, then there's the tax, the tax ramifications of when to invest as well. Well, tax and costs, for sure, and you start thinking about maybe I want to sell something before Christmas. Think about it, too, in short-term capital gains versus long-term capital gains. You have to think about the holding period of the investment that you're about to sell. If you're looking to sell something and it's going to be a short-term capital gain, you're going to pay gains tax at the ordinary income tax rate. If you've held it more than a year, you get the more favorable long-term capital gains rate, and that's a big difference, too. So taxes always are a drag on performance. Make sure you're not paying too much. Make sure you don't get surprised with a 1099 or some other tax tax bill in the first part of 2020 because of something you do at the end of 2019. 
That is Ask Annex. If you got a question, head to AnnexWealth.com. While you're there, sign up for Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter, which you can also click that Get Started button for that free portfolio analysis from a fee-only fiduciary. Again, the website, AnnexWealth.com. Many children in Southwest Florida face an uncertain future with their health, but Nicholas Children's Hospital Foundation is here to help. Through special individuals just like you, the Nicholas Children's Hospital Foundation's mission is fulfilled. Fighting along with the children of this community on their journey to wellness through medical research and innovation, bringing hope and healing, especially to those children with very complex health issues. But we really need your help. You can create health and happiness in the life of a child. By creating a special gift within your life insurance, estate plan, or even your current retirement plan, Southwest Florida has a rich tradition of philanthropy for children. And now, Nicholas Children's Hospital Foundation is here to expand that legacy. For information, please call 239-263-2223. That's 239-263-2223. Nicholas Children's Hospital Foundation, a tradition of giving, now in Southwest Florida. Will you be a part of something special today? Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We are back for Sunday, December 22nd. Again, our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. While you're there, also check out our YouTube site. It's got all sorts of our content, our past content. If you are searching for things like RMD information or tax uh, questions or the way our investment committee thinks, uh, you can catch many of our weeks and reviews. You can check that out. Again, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, it's quite good. Barron Stop Advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, fee-only fiduciary partner. I'm Danny Clayton. Mark Oswald still here and Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Yes, sir. You know, we talked early to start the show about what we saw last year and and what was the backdrop for 2019. As we look forward into 2020, you know, one of the first things that we always do is we try to come up with a target for the S&P 500. Our target was 3150. We actually went past that, which is really kind of shocking from where we were a year ago. You know, some people thought that we were taking on too much cannabis when we were using that number from where we right. were a year ago. But now, you know, we, we the way we do this, Mark, as you well know, is we take the earnings of the S&P 500 companies and we apply a multiple to that. And some people go, well, how do you do that? For example, you take Apple. Let's just say Apple's going, going to make $3, $3 a share. ExxonMobil is going to take $2 a a share in McDonald's is going to make a dollar fifty a share, and you put that whole list together with that five hundred companies, and you get a number. This year's number was one hundred and sixty-three. That was the aggregate number. So one hundred and sixty-three into the S and P five hundred number right now is a nineteen times uh, uh, price to earnings ratio. And so you look at that and say, all right, where do we go from here? Well, our expectations for earnings in 2020 is $178. Now, if you put today's price-to-earnings ratio on that same number, you get 3500 as an S&P target, and that's the number we threw around in our investment committee earlier. That's not our prediction, but that's something that is our discussion at this point. It certainly is, and I think it's not a crystal ball, right? I mean, we're not trying to say, let's pull a number out of our hat or the old Karnak method of trying to predict where the markets are going. There is some math 
to it. And I think there that's is a, a card on your head. That's Carnage, exactly. So. Guess what this is. But you know, when you start thinking about how you get to these estimates, that's exactly what you're trying to do. Is it becomes a math problem, and you think what are the reasonable expectations of this? I think the 19 multiple that you're using, if you think historically about PE ratios, that's not out of bounds. It's not a, out of bounds, but it's higher than it's higher long-term than, average, which right. is about 15 to 16. But it's supportive. I mean, you, you're not getting way out in front of yourself. You're not talking about multiples that are in the high 20s or 30s or anything like that. So it's not outrageous to think that you could persist with a multiple in the 18, 19 range. So if those earnings come in, and that's kind of the wild card, right, is do those earnings come in? And if they do, companies are being successful and earning more money, then that multiple makes sense and you can get there, get to that number. Right. And I talk about risks for 2020, Danny. And one of the, one of the risks that we certainly think is, is to the market is, is not a political commentary. It is really the way economists and those who put values on markets look at it, and it would be a change in policy. A change in policy comes when you have a change in political party. And right now, you, we look at, you know, we know what the fiscal policy is. We know what monetary policy is, which is one of my wishes for 2020 is for the Fed just to sit on its hands throughout the year. Right. Uh, and then you look at trade policy, for example. If there is a change at, in, at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and there's also a change in the Senate, you certainly will see a change in policy, and that is what the risk is that is being thrown around uh, through the economists right and now. And certainly different sectors behave differently, right, too, Dave? I mean, you think about healthcare, for instance, if there's a change in administration. You think about, you know, regulation and, and well, big, ex- big exploration. Tech, you know, big all, tech is all, certainly, uh, yeah. excuse me, but big tech is certainly uh, in the bullseye of Senator Warren. Uh, certainly, her financial policies, institutions. financial institutions, all of this, healthcare, exactly right. And those, so we we are paying attention to that. And I think uh, if you're an investor and you're listening to the show, you should pay attention to it as well. And a good way to understand what's in your portfolio is to go this, through this X-ray process, Mark, that we do often. We do it every day, and we believe in it so dearly that we give it away for free because it becomes the the bedrock for a financial plan. Is understanding where you're at, wherever you are today, you're at point A. You know, no matter what your age, no matter where you are in your station in life, you're at point A, where the, proverbially point A. And point B is where do you get with your financial plan, whether it's a long-term plan or a short-term plan or something in between. So how do we get you there? We start with the idea of knowing what you own and what purpose it has in your financial plan. So that x-ray, to look at inside your mutual fund, to look inside your exchange-traded funds to find out what stocks you actually own. What's your true exposure to a company like Apple? What's your true exposure to a sector like biotech, you know? If you don't know those kinds of things, it's hard to make a decision in your portfolio to buy, sell, or hold. Because and, and so for people that go through the process, it's really a lot of peace of mind. It's you know uncovering what what's really in your portfolio and then making decisions about each one of those holdings in light of your risk tolerance. And remember, as a holistic wealth management firm, fee-only fiduciary that Annex Wealth Management is, one spoke in the wheel is investments. We certainly, we have estate planning attorneys on staff. We have tax planners on staff. You talk about what's happening right now. Say, for example, if you want to take your RMD out, should you give it to charity? Should you take it yourself? All of these go into holistic planning, tax, estate, investment, financial planning. It's as easy as heading to AnnexWealth.com and clicking that Get Started button. Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, and as Dave said, a fee-only fiduciary partner. For Dave Spano and Mark Oswald, I'm Danny Clayton. We will see you in a week. Have a blessed Christmas. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management. 
a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. 